All right. Well, we're going to talk about, uh, I was telling Barb, I was so excited today. I've got about three weeks of content. <laughs> Everything was coming to me uh, just in a, a, a flurry this morning. So I've, uh, I've kept it to a minimum as best I could, but I really wanted to chat about, um, uh, you know, that with everything going on, there's just a, there's a place where Jesus talks about where the kingdom is and it's all spiritual. And he gives us all these allegories and types and shadows and, and stories where he says, Hey, there's a flow. There's a, there's a way to live that's above, um, uh, anything. It's a constant flow of abundance, a constant flow of health. It's a constant flow of joy. It's just a flow. You know, there's, there's lots of different ways to talk about it in scripture where it talks about the land flowing with milk and honey. Um, meaning it's a spiritual, it's a flow, it's a spiritual thing. And, uh, it says this, it says, you know, people are worried about being furloughed and they're worried about, uh, viruses and all these different things. And, and he says, uh, you know, there's a way to live above it. He said, consider the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. And as I was, uh, up early this morning, I was just watching the birds on our deck. And I thought, you know what? He goes, consider them. Are you not much worth much more than them? And that's the way to live. He goes, they have no idea about a virus. They have no idea. They've never heard about the term social distancing. Um, in fact, I was thinking about that today. You believe in four months, we like have all this new vocabulary. <laughs> it's kind of sad to me, actually. And uh, I'm not trying to diminish if you're afraid of it. It's just, to me, that's a, that's an indication that, that ministry, that churches, priests, pastors, whatever, anybody supposedly teaching hasn't taught people the full measure of the stature of Christ. Because it says if that's what the ministry is, is to bring everybody up to the unity in faith where they all believe that they're, they have their fullness in Christ. And, uh, and John, one John tells us as he is, so are we, there's this seamless union where we can't get any different, any separation. Um, we're, we're literally one is what it says. And so, uh, that's, that's an amazing thing. And I, I just think about that. It's like, can you imagine Jesus walking in with his little paper mask? I just can't imagine it. I, I see him walking down you know, we live here in Colorado Springs monument area. I just see him like we were talking about, not worried about something from the outside. Cause he says the kingdom is within is literally just walking down the aisles of Walmart, knowing who he is, that, that uh, the fullness of God, the creator of the universe, everything he is, the creativity, the health, the vibrancy, the, the unlimited wealth, everything's flowing out of him. And wherever he goes, instead of it being unclean and him worried about catching something, he's actually, life flowing out of him, touching everything else, making it clean. And uh, that's really what we're supposed to do. So, you know, all these testimonies of, of um, or people worried about furloughs and, and businesses and, and all these things. I, I just got to tell you, I'm so excited about you guys because I'm getting testimonies from all over. Like James and Rhonda just said, you had your best month ever last month, right? Yep. And uh, Ashley, I'm not sure if you got my message, but I'm going to unmute you if you... Let me know if you want to share or not. If not, I'll, I'll mute you again. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Can you hear me? You can. So this is okay. Ashley Douglas, guys. So you, she's got a powerful testimony, and I'll share a couple other ones. So I um, I got a call from my boss, and he said, hey, I want to talk to you about something exciting, if, if you could come into the office. So I went up, and um, they had a very nice bottle of wine, 
that they opened and the charcuterie board and they had an extra bottle of wine to send home with me. And um, <clears throat> they offered me uh, uh, a new position uh, that I'm actually not going to take, but uh, just the salary was crazy. They were going to give me a luxury car to go with it and pay for me to live in a really nice house on Manhattan Beach in Los Angeles. And um, just and then said, hey, we want you to know that if you don't take it, you're just super secure at this company, and we're excited for other growth opportunities. And um, I just <laughs> it was just so funny to me because I thought, man, I'm just living out of just with love in my heart and so excited that in the middle of a pandemic, God, you know, brings this incredible opportunity to me and, and I have the opportunity to say no. So just really cool. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And, uh, Hey, can you see all of us or just the speaker view on there? I don't, I don't know. I never know if I get this right on my computer. You just see me. Well, that's on. No, it doesn't matter. So as long, whatever streaming, so you just see me right now. Okay, cool. I've got it on right then. So I think, do you see me talking right now? There's a delay. There's a delay. I was going to say my computer's all kind of weird, but, and I forgot to do something. Kurt and Katie Atkins, they sent me a cool shirt and, and uh, a gift and I was wearing it tonight, guys. I told you I was going to wear it and I spilled stuff all over it as I was cooking. <laughs> so I spilled salt, but I'll tell you what it is. Cause it's really, it's really fun. There are friends from Kalispell, Montana. Some of you guys know them. They've got fantastic testimony, but this is the, uh, wait, wait, what is this called again? The whiskey, the whiskey river spice company. And there's a, obviously the state of Montana and uh whiskey river on there. I was wearing it all day guys. Thank you. But they, they sent it to me. They go, you got to read the labels of their spices. So this is right up my alley. And, so here's this Whiskey Ridge Chili Seasoned Pepper. And uh, and I got a kick out of this, if I can read it. It's really small. So it says, if you're looking for nutritional information, such as calories, carbs, total fats, or gluten components, this product is not for you. <laughs> Put it back on the shelf and walk away and get get back in your Prius, <laughs> then go home and put your big girl underpants. They say another word there, but put your big girl underpants on and go have some butterless popcorn. <laughs> Thanks guys. I appreciate it. So I was wearing your shirt and your gift. So thank you, but I forgot to do that. I should have done that in the middle of the testimonies. It somehow minimizes these testimonies, <laughs> but I think God loves to have a, a sense of humor and a little bit of joy. So I've got multiple. I'm going to share some next week too, but here's another one from our friend, um, Roy and Patty is, uh, Oh, you know what I need to do? Hold on. I need to mute all of you guys right now. Otherwise we're going to get all kinds of crazy stuff. So, all right. <clears throat> so anyway, she, I'm not going to read how everything else, but she's just sent me this. Basically she, um, somebody hacked her bank account and all the money was gone. And so, uh, so I'll start there. She goes, uh, so of course I freaked out. And I was angry at myself. I couldn't get to sleep. My heart was pounding. I was thinking about all the stuff that was going to happen. Then I remembered, all in caps, you've been teaching us what to do. I started to breathe, and it probably took a little while to get my heart to stop pounding. And I tried to picture something super great. The best I could do was just picture as if it never happened. Every time I woke up, that's what I pictured. And I kept thinking about that clip from Bruce Lipton, that if you're not creating what you want, you're basically letting someone else create your reality. And so for... Other than a few phone calls, that's exactly what happened. 
So thank you guys for teaching the truth and setting such a great example, going great distances to socialize. I love that. And so uh, that other, other people don't infect us. We walk by and actually benefit them as we interact with them. We're not sick. She goes, she's got a, a business. She goes, my business has done better than before the shutdown. <clears throat> Roy was furloughed, but we made more money and he's already going back to work even before all this happened. Thank you. Can't wait for real church again. Isn't that cool? So people are just living. I've got, I've got more and more, but I don't, I don't have time to share them. So let's, uh, let's get into this. I'm going to, I'm going to share just what I wrote on Facebook real quick. Um, let's see. Let me, let me find the right page here. Uh, sorry guys all right this is what i wanted so then we'll get into the scripture because i think uh, i think this is beautiful once you catch it all right so living out of the spirit the land flowing with milk and honey we're we're told that right it's like hey moses your servant is dead we'll we'll maybe cover that in a couple weeks but uh so Joshua 1, which is just Yeshua, which literally is Yahweh is salvation. And that word Yahweh saves, is really to deliver. And if you go look at it, it's, it increases, it impacts, it grows is what it says. And so it's like you're, this, this idea of slavery is dead where you're, where you're serving God and you become a son. You become an inheritor. You become a, and so it says, Moses, the servant is dead. Now Yahshua 1, Yeshua 1, which is Jesus, now cross over the river Jordan. And what is that land? It's a land of promise. It's not something you have to earn. It's a land of promise. And he says, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. The flow is always something spiritual. It's always symbolic of, of the spirit and flow. And you know, the water is a lot of times used as the Holy Spirit. But he goes, everything you're ever going to need is in the spiritual. And so that's the land flowing with milk and honey. And I think it's really key right now because you're going to see things happen, whether it's the economy, whether it's the stock market, whether it's uh, businesses, and I don't care what's going on in the physical guys. You can, you can calm yourself down and see what you want it to look like and just trust that what you're doing in the spiritual actually surplants the physical. And so I just wrote the lilies of the field are blooming. The birds of the air are chirping. Like I said, Jesus tells us, Hey, live like them. They seem to be enjoying life. They're, they're totally unaware of the economy. They don't have any fear of virus. They pretty sure they haven't by looking at what they were doing with my bird feeder, they haven't heard of social distancing. And so Jesus tells us we can live the same way. That's living out of the spirit. And so we have an inheritance that never runs out and swallows up all forms of death out of the inside, out of the life of Christ flowing out of us. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. This is crossing over the river Jordan, like I was just talking about, into the new covenant of sonship. Slavery's gone. The the idea that you're a slave is over. Get back to the original design of inheritance. So when Jesus is is, uh, before the religious leaders in John 10, I've shared this with you a lot. They're upset because he calls himself a son. He says, me and my father are one. And then he says, uh, I'm not going to go to it, but this is what he says. He says, for what good work do you, do you stone me? And they say, we're not stoning you for any good work, but you, you calling yourself a son make you co-equal with the father. That's blasphemy to them. So this was unheard of for, for them to even somehow be co-equal with the father that they're a joint heir of Jesus Christ was so far from their, their concept that, then they really wanted to kill him. And so then he says something really interesting. He quotes Psalm 82 and he says, he says this, he goes, why are you upset with me that I just call myself a son? He goes, your own, your own book says that ye are Elohims and all of you are children or sons of the most high. I'm only saying I'm a son of a God 
Your own book says ye are Elohim. So we'll go to that. We'll show you that. Little gods is what it says. It's, and he says, then he says something wild. I remember Barb and I, when we first saw it, I was like jumping around the kitchen excited. What just, I was like, oh my gosh. No wonder they wanted to stone him. He goes, your own book says you're Elohim's and scripture cannot be broken. Red letters, boys and girls. <laughs> so it must be true. I'm just joking about the red letters. But some of you guys like, see, it's in red. So what about all the other stuff? That's not true. So anyway, uh, then he quotes Psalm 82 and asks why they're so upset since their own scripture says, you're Elohim's. And from, that, from the foundation of the world, all of them were children of the, of the most high. So he says, from the foundation of the world, all of you are children of the most high. So from the foundation of the world, you were Elohim's and all of you are children of the most high. So if you were going to go back to the very foundation, if we're going to use scripture, what verse do you think we should start at? Genesis 1 is where I would go. That's the foundation, right? So I wrote, let's go back to the very beginning. Let's go to the foundation of Genesis 1. Does it actually say this? I'm going to show you. It's really pretty fascinating. So in Hebrews, it says, in the beginning created. <clears throat> How are you? How's your, how are your teeth? <laughs> your hubby told me you went to the dentist. So. You good, though? Okay, nothing. Okay, good to see you. You snuck in on me. I didn't even see you were here. So, um, so if we go to uh, Genesis 1.1, in Hebrew, it says, we think we say, in the beginning, God created. But if you look at it in Hebrew, which I'll show you here in a second, it says, in the, in the beginning, it really says, Bereshit bara. And uh, in the beginning, bara, which is the word create. In the beginning, bara, Elohims. In the beginning, created, Elohims. It's literally plural. In the beginning, you were created as Elohims. And I'll show you this bara. It's really wild. The word bara in Hebrew is made up of the letters bet, which means inside the tabernacle or inside the house. Resh, <clears throat> which is a man's head, which is I've been sharing with you all the time. That's the true holiest of holies on the two wooden sticks. And the left is the leader or the strength or Adonai even. It's the very first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So the first two letters, bet and resh, is beret or bet resh. Anybody have an idea what word that is? B-R, bar. Bar is what? Sun, right? So Bet-Resh is sun. Then if you take the last two letters of Bara, it's resh aleph, which, which is Ra, which means to see. So this gives us a beautiful word picture. As sons, what we see on the inside has the strength and ability to mold, fashion, and create our physical world. That's literally what it says in Genesis 1. That's our foundation. That's the beginning. Is that cool or is that cool? So the great chapter of faith in Hebrews 11 tells us everything we see in the physical <clears throat> is created by things we can't see. Everybody familiar with that? By faith, we understand that everything we see is created by things we can't see. So there's something that's governing everything we see physical, and that's the spirit is what he says. So it's created by the spirit. As sons and daughters, what we see inside literally has the creativity of God to shape, to fashion our physical world. So science calls this the observer effect. Jesus calls this the secret of the kingdom of God, this mystery that's been hidden for ages, but is now revealed, which is Christ in you. That's in Genesis 1, 2. I'll show you that. <clears throat> and then it says, then he gives us the keys to the kingdom in Genesis 1, but that's probably too much for tonight. But uh, it literally, it literally shows, I'll, I'll show you briefly, but it says, in the beginning, bara, what, what, as sons, what you saw inside in your mind's eye literally had to create the physical world. And you were Elohims from the foundation of the world. And what you do in the spiritual vavs or connects 
to the earth. It's all Genesis 1. The whole secret of the kingdom of God. He tells you the end from the beginning. He tells you from the foundation of the world, you've been sons. But all of you are walking around in darkness is what Psalm 82 says. So you don't get it. So anyway, let me just show you. Uh, let's go to, um, maybe I'll go to John 10 real quick just to show you where he's. This is where Jesus is before the religious leaders. So verse 30, it says, I and my father are one. Oh, that, that irritates them. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, many good works have I showed you from the father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work, we don't stone thee, but for blasphemy, because you being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them. This is where he quotes Psalm 82. Is it not written in your law? I, <clears throat> I say ye are gods, and I'll show you that's literally the word Elohim's. If he called them Elohim's or gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. Say ye of him whom the father has set sanctified and sent to the world. I'm a blasphemer just because I said I'm a son. You see his argument. He's going, why are you upset at me? I, I, I'm just saying I'm the son of God. Blasphemy. That makes you co-equal with, with, with the father or co-equal with God is what they said. They would never call him father. So. And then he goes, but your own scriptures, which you say can't be broken, say you're God's. And I'm just saying I'm a son. I'm saying much less than what your scriptures are, and you can't be broken. And then it says, from the foundation of the world, I have said you are Elohim's, and all of you are children of the Most High. So if Barb and I have kids, we wouldn't, you wouldn't have us. It's unlikely that we, we would give birth to something unlike ourselves, like a dog or a cat. I'm just, I'm quoting Bishop Oyedipo because my, my, <laughs> My my main mentor in, in in Bible school in Africa, he's you've heard me say this before, but I loved it. He goes, A son of a god is a god, a son of a goat is a goat, and a son of a dog is a dog. And it really is true, but it sounds blasphemy even now, isn't it? But that's that's really what the scriptures say. It's fascinating. But if you don't believe me, believe the works that you may know that and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Now, I'm gonna teach this the, the last week in May, you know, right at Pentecost, but oh God, it's all in Genesis too. It's amazing. And so at Pentecost, what happens? The spirit is sent. And John 14, it says, when you get that spirit, you're going to realize I'm in you. You're in me. Exactly what Jesus is saying here. I'm in you. You're in me. And we're one. And you're not going to be afraid of me anymore. You're going to cry out. You're my dad. Abba, father. Woo. Whoa, that'll get you thrown out of Bible school, but that's so good, man. So anyway, so this, so here, I'm going to go to Psalm 82 now where he's quoting this. So if we go to Psalm 82, this is what Jesus was quoting, but I'm going to start in verse five. So it says, God presides over the great assembly. I'm going to actually start in verse one. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the Elohims, if we want to look at it in Hebrew. Who is he standing in between all the Elohims? He's looking at us. He's going, I'm standing in between all you guys. I'm the God of gods. I'm the king of kings. He goes, I'm standing in the congregation. How long are you going to accept this? How long do you keep going on like this is what he says. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the land of the wicked. Verse 5, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk in darkness. Darkness just means you can't see something. If it's dark, you can't see. That's why Saul, when he, he saw a great light, and he realized, not only I'm in, the Gentiles are in. Oh, my gosh. So he saw a great light. So the darkness went away, and he could actually see something. And then he says, we, they walk in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. 
So from the foundation of the world, here's what he says, verse 6. I have said, ye are gods. And that's that word Elohim. I'll go to the interlinear just to show you. And all of you are children of the Most High. Isn't that amazing? That's what he quotes to them. Don't get upset with me. Someday you're going to realize when that spirit of sonship comes, all of you are children. And all of you are going to call me dad and realize that you're sons. Isn't that amazing? So I'll just show you in in, uh, interlinear. So if we go to Psalm 82, 6, just to show you what that is. So it says, I have said, ye are gods. And that's just the word Elohim. If we, if we click on it, it's plural of Eloah. Plural, and if we click on God, it's just God. Plural of God. So Eloah, and then Yad Mem just makes it plural. So Elohim, right? So ye are gods. I've said ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Isn't that wild? So from the foundation is what it says. From the foundation, I've said you are children and you are God's. So if we look at the foundation, let's go back to the the very foundation, Genesis 1. All right. And this is, I'm going to read it in English, and then I'll show you the the Hebrew, which is really fascinating, because most of us have learned it like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Now I'm going to hit interlinear, and I'm going to show it to you in Hebrew. I remember Hebrew reads backwards. It's like Chinese. It reads right to left. So it's in Hebrew, it's Bereshit bara Elohim et hasayem vayet ha'ares. In the beginning, created Elohim. Now it says God in English, but I'm going to click on it just to show you. Elohim is, it says plural of Eloah. All right. In the beginning, created Elohims. Now there's seven words in the first, uh, first verse, Genesis one, seven is the number of rest completion you're perfect in christ right so six is the number of man's works man's effort on the sixth day man was created the seventh day they rested from their own efforts and they realized their fullness and sons the eighth day now they walk in new beginning there's never a ninth eleventh thirteenth day because these these numbers mean something in hebrew so check this out so if you look at this a left tough it's untranslated. If you go to it, most translations, even today, it says, I don't know. We don't know what it is. So we just leave it out. <laughs> we don't know what that is. So I'll click on it just to show you. It says untranslatable mark of the accusative case. They don't even do it in English. It's not even there. So um, if the Bible's inerrant and infallible, well, what is that? Is that just there? Because Jesus comes and he says, I tell you the truth. Every jot and tittle means something to me. I know you guys don't know what it is. And that's why you don't translate it. But you go, the Bible's little. Well, then translate it. They don't. They just leave it out. Isn't that fascinating? So you're, but the King James is the best. Well, verse one is wrong. <laughs> oh, Lord. So in the beginning created Elohims, a left off. Now, Revelation tells us, Jesus says, I am the left off. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. And Lily, if we look at it in Hebrew, Aleph is the leader, the, the, the strong man, and Toph it's two wooden sticks crossed or it's a covenant. And I know we say cross, but I think it's much deeper than that. I think it's humanity that it's a picture of a covenant of the two, of the two wooden sticks, which if you and I stand up and put our arms out, we look like a cross. We're two wooden sticks where the, the, the Ark of the covenant was carried on two wooden sticks. Wasn't it? It's really pretty fascinating when you look at it, but anyway, I'm just going to say, so the, the strength of the leader, the strength is a left, or Toph is the covenant. So the strength of the covenant 
Aleftoph, which Jesus says is him, I am the Aleftoph, is right in the center of the six words to make it seven. So Jesus is this mystery that's been hidden for ages that the translators, I don't know what that is. He goes, that's me in the midst of mankind. The secret that's been hidden for ages is now revealed. I'm in the very center of the six words, the six man to make it complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Now he goes, the left top, the strength of the covenant is the heavens. And then it says, Vav Aleftoff, the earth. Vav is a nail and whatever comes after it is attached to it. So here's what he's saying. The strength of the covenant is what you do in the spiritual, the heavens, is vavved or attached to what you do on earth. Woo! Is that a trip or is that a trip? So anyway, I'm just going to focus on this word barah, and then we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk about how to actually do this here. So, all right. So in the beginning, barah God, barah. Literally, it's the word create. And if we, if we click on it, last, word, last week we were talking about how the word for imagination is a potter, like a, a potter shapes clay. And it's almost the same in Hebrew. It's beautiful. But so in the beginning, from the foundation of the world, you are Elohims. Now, if we're, if we're made in the same nature of God and we share his characters, what it says, the, the main book of Hebrews, of faith, Hebrews 11 says, by faith, we understand that everything we see was created by things we can't see. So if we want anything to change in, the, in our physical creative world, where do we need to change it? In the spirit. Yeah, right here. Rhonda was just pointing at her heart and her mind. In the spirit. That's where he says, that's where I dwell. I dwell in tabernacles made without hands. You're the tabernacle. You're is where I dwell. But this word bara is really interesting. It's to shape or to create. And so to form, fashion by cutting, shape out, um, <clears throat> create, you, you see the, the whole thing there. But I really want to focus on these Hebrew letters because the secret of a lot of this stuff is hidden in the letters, guys. So like I was sharing with you, it's bet, resh, aleph. So the first two letters, bet, resh, is the word bar, which means son, Simon bar Jonah, Simon, son of Jonah, right? And then the, the last, uh, uh, the last letter, Aleph, is the strength of an ox, the, the leader. And so here's what he's saying. A son has the strength of an ox of a leader to create the physical. Now there's another word group in here too, which is really interesting. The last two letters is Resh Aleph, which means to see. It's the, the Hebrew word Ra. And it says, what you see bets inside the tabernacle, inside the house. So if we're the house, he says, what you see inside the house, inside the tabernacle, creates. It forms and fashions the physical. So from the foundation of the world, the strength of sonship was your ability to form and fashion and create the physical. Doesn't he say that? Doesn't he say, I've given you dominion over the earth? He doesn't say take dominion. He doesn't say uh, fight a spiritual battle to take it. He says, just have it because that's who you are. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. He's like, just do what I do. You're created in my image. I see what I want in my imagination, in my mind's eye. And that's the strength of sonship because I'm created in God's image. And that literally forms and fashions the physical world or Ra, what you see, not with your physical senses, not with your five senses, what you see in the bet, in the house, inside the tabernacle, it's the same thing. It's to has the ability to shape, fashion. It takes the, the formless spirit, the land flowing with milk and honey, and shapes and creates the physical. Is that cool or is that cool? All right, now let's make this practical. So really, if you look at all this, is this is what I've been trying to share with everybody. Is um, uh, Oh, you know, I should share one more. I'll share a healing one too. Because um, 
Let's see. I've got some more for next week too, but I just got files of these things, guys, which I love. So I'm just going to stop the share a minute, but, um, I shared this uh, a couple nights ago on one of the, the house fellowships, but this is from Isabella in Perth, Australia. It says, hi, Mike, the Freedom Ministries team. I just want to say a th- huge thank you for the work you're doing. I've been listening to the podcast for a few months now, and they've transformed my life. I grew up, she, she names a denomination. I grew up in this denomination, went to church most Sundays. I remember since I was a child, I had questions about what I was taught and why we were never really answered, never really made sense. Things like if God really loved us and if the church are supposedly examples of God's love, why are certain groups of people condemned and suppressed by the church? Last year, I went to a denominational youth festival to try and uncover some more answers, but I only came out of it with more questions. My uncle introduced me to your YouTube channel, and finally, after all these years, things start to make sense. I finally found the undeniable answers I've been looking for. Since then, my life has been brighter, stress-free, and full of love. Amen, huh? She's only been watching like a month, I think. I've been struggling to get rid of a skin condition for years now, but by imagining my skin clear, the strength of a son is to see inside the tabernacle and it creates. But imagining my skin clear, I've noticed my skin conditions disappearing. I then started sharing your videos to my dad who had suffered from psoriasis his whole life. He was told that it was hereditary and he has tried numerous creams and cleansers to try to get rid of it. Since he started focusing only on the good parts of his skin, and imagining his skin free of psoriasis, it's drastically been reduced. And this has not happened once since I can remember in my 20 years of life. Is that cool? Your words of wisdom really resonate with me and my family. I finally feel great sense of freedom. The reason I'm writing this to you, because I was a bit turned off today and, and I turned on one of your podcasts in an effort to feel better and realize what a blessing this is. So thank you. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So. Oh, to get back to sunship, right? to get back to our original design. Oh, this is so cool. And I'm just getting tons of them, guys. So here's here's what it is. He says, you know what? Um, there's a there's an inheritance. There's a flow. There's a there's a source of uh, of supply that's invisible, but it's yours. And I've blessed you with every blessing in heavenly places in the spiritual realm. It doesn't come by birth. It doesn't come by anything you do in the flesh. It simply comes by the power that you have as being a son from inside, inside your tabernacle. And he says, I know this is important to a lot of people um, because they're worried about maybe their stocks or investments, whatever. And he says, you know what? Those come and go. He goes, moths eat those, uh, moth and rust. It means they're perishable. They can, hey, if the government decides to, to inflate everything tomorrow, you're, you're, I mean, governments do it. Your your investments are worth zero, but you're still with you're still worth as much money as you want to be worth because you're a joint heir of the whole thing. And that's what I want people to get. Is it really doesn't matter what's going on here. There's a place to live, like the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, where you can just go. You know what? That's irrelevant to me, and I haven't lost anything because I'm a joint heir, and I just see what how you, exactly how you want it to be in the physical, or in, yeah, yeah. You you see exactly how you want it to be. And then just trust a love greater than yourself, that that is the seed of the, the kingdom of God in you. That's the, the secret of the kingdom of God in you, that whatever you focus on, like I said, uh, quantum physics calls it the observer effect, where Newtonian physics is this. Newtonian physics is, I do everything right. Um, I did this right. Uh, I, 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 I exercised three times a day. Um, I didn't eat. Golden flame wings, which is blasphemy, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and have you ever seen some of those people die at 40? Oh, yeah. Oh. And then you take somebody like me, <laughs> do everything wrong, and I'm the healthiest guy you know. Why? It's the same spirit. That's what I want you to get. Some of us believe that our health comes from Christ within us. And some of us believe it comes from outside and doing all the right things. Same thing with, with money or with joy or anything like that is we realize there's an inheritance inside that can moth can't touch. Rust can't wither it away. Um, a little paper mass does nothing for me. In fact, it's uh, as we walk through the, the streets and we walk through, like I said, the Home Depots and the Walmarts and whatever, just see yourself, see the life of you flowing out of you and the Christ life within you touching everything else and making it clean. That's a life to live. That's really a fascinating thing. And it's real. It's very real. You know, I could, I could share testimony after testimony, but uh, one of the things that came up and what are the limits to this? <clears throat> I, I, don't, I think it's limitless where it says all things are possible to him who believes. And if we boil, if we boil down faith, that word pistis, if we boil down belief, they're really kind of the same thing. It's the best way I like to describe it is really this. Accept, accept it as true, even though you can't see it. That's where he says, by faith, we understand that everything's governed by things we can't see. And everything that's created is created by things we can't see. So faith is simply, I don't care if the world's falling down around you. I don't care if they're going, hey, uh, like Roy and Patty, you know what? We should panic because everything's furloughed. Nobody can, can come into their business for a while. She goes, we made more money that month just by going within. Now, how does that work? I don't know. That's the secret of the kingdom of God, but they just accepted it as true. So you know what? This is how it is. But some of the other night then brought this up and it made me think of something. And so they said, well, what about people? And the example actually was, I'm not sure if he's on here or not, but the example was um, Watchman Nee in China. Where he goes, well, what about Watchman Nee? Um, do we have to suffer for God? That's a whole nother topic. It says you already have, you were included in his death. And if we were included in his suffering, it says, you know what? You get to included in his resurrection and he's seated at the seat of honor far above every other principle. There's nothing that matters. Know who you are and know where you're sitting. And so he said, well, what about Watchman Nee? Like he was in prison his whole life. I'm like, Watchman Nee's amazing. I don't take, want to take anything away from him, but I think he could have gotten out. I think he could have saw himself outside of jail. I go, that's a better testimony to me. And then I'm reading... Dr. Murphy's the power of this unconscious mind. Cause I have friends guys that, that have been guilty of different things and they just saw themselves before the judge and, and uh, some in jail, even and they're out. I have some people, their, their kids are, uh, you know, strung out on drugs and whatever, and just made some choices that their, their life's a little tough right now, but the parents just started seeing their kids revived, restored and fast guys, fast. You know, all these years we've been trying to do all these other things and I'm not against any of those things, you know, where, whether it's, uh, rehabs or anything like that but i tell you what parents you can do more because of your sonship before the power given to you within you just start seeing those kids around your your uh what's the next holiday coming up fourth of july a big one i guess memorial day right um whatever here i would just do this whatever your heart resonates with some of you guys can see memorial day some of you guys might see fourth of july some of you guys you know what i can accept uh thanksgiving just see the, the kids fully healthy fully uh ready around your table and you watch what happens. Faith is just, I'm going to believe that's true. I'm going to accept that what I picture within me is true, even though it doesn't make sense. The facts don't make sense and it'll happen. You watch. So anyway, 
when we were talking about that Watchman Nee, um, let me find this real quick. So I was I was reading this the other day how this uh, how this guy got out of a Russian um, concentration camp. How a scientist escaped from a Russian concentration camp. Is this cool? I was like, God always gives me the answer. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he could get out. And so the next day I'm reading this going, oh, I got to share this with you guys. So I can't, I can't pronounce this German guy's name, but Dr. Lothar is what I'll call him. So he was in a Russian concentration camp in World War II. He credits his survival and escape to freedom to the powers of his subconscious mind. Now we could call that the heart. We could call it the secret of the kingdom of God. And it's simply your sonship, guys. The power of a son is to see within and it creates and fashions the physical world. From the foundation of the world, you've been that. That's what he says. And isn't that what Jesus says the secret of the kingdom of God is? I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Right? He says, I'm going to give you the keys. And if we look at it in the tenses, it says, whatever you are binding in the spiritual is what's going to be bound on the physical, the earth. And if we see Genesis 1, I'll probably do this a little bit more next week, but it literally says, a left off, the strength of the covenant is what you do in the spirit, nails. Doesn't that sound like bind? It binds it and nails to you in the physical. <laughs> so good. So anyway, there's Dr. Lothar. I was a prisoner of war in a coal mine in Russia. I saw men dying all around me. We were watched over by brutal guards, arrogant officers, sharp, fast-thinking commissars. After a short medical checkup, a quota of coal miners was signed to each person. My quota was 300 pounds per day. In case any man did not fill his quota, his small food ration was cut down. And in a short time, he was resting in the cemetery. I instead started concentrating on my escape. I knew that my subconscious mind would somehow find a way, the secret of the kingdom of God. We know not how, but that's not up to you. That's up to the God's power, that secret. My home in Germany was destroyed. My family was completely wiped out. All my friends and associates were either killed in the war or were in concentration camps themselves. I just started to see in my mind, I want to go to Los Angeles and I will find a way. I had seen a picture of Los Angeles. I remembered some of the boulevards very well as some of the buildings. Every day and every night, I would imagine I was walking down Wilshire Boulevard with an American girl whom I met in Berlin prior to the war. She's now my wife. In my imagination, we would visit the stores. We would ride the buses and eat the restaurants. Every night, I made it a special point to drive my imaginary American automobile up and down the boulevards of Los Angeles. I made it as vivid and real as I could. These pictures in my mind were as real and as natural to me as one of the trees outside the prison camp. And then he tells you all of a sudden, it happens this one day. They weren't paying attention to him, and he just started walking. And he goes, he met somebody. Let's see, what is it? So I think he, so then he says, uh, I just kept walking for a whole day to Poland. I traveled <clears throat> with the help of friends. I made my way to Lucerne, Switzerland. One evening at the Palace Hotel in Lucerne, I had a talk with a man and his wife from the United States. The man asked me if I would care to be a guest at his home in Santa Monica. Angie knows where that is well, right? I accepted. And when I arrived in Los Angeles, I found the chauffeur who drove me along the Wilshire Boulevard and many other bullards, which I had so vividly seen in my months in the Russian coal mines. I recognized the buildings which I'd seen in my mind so often. It actually seemed as if I had been in Los Angeles. I had reached my goal. It never ceases to marvel. I never cease to marvel at the wonders of our subconscious mind. Truly, it has ways we know not of. That's awesome. So I don't care how impossible the situation is, guys. Unless you want to stay there. Maybe you do. You're a son. You're a joint heir. You're created in his image. And we create the exact way he creates. We see what we desire. And somehow in ways we don't know. That's the 
quantum physics says, you know what, there's something above matter doing matter where it makes sense. I did all the things right. I did all my investments right. I did this right. I ate the right thing. I did all this. There's something that transcends all of that. And that's quantum physics. What, what Einstein was after, he says, energy actually moves and changes mass. So when you see what you desire and you feel as if it's already real, you get excited about it. You get, it becomes vivid. It becomes very emotional. And that is emotion literally is energy in motion. He goes, that whatever you focus on in the mind's eye literally has the cha- the, the power to change and transform everything you see in the physical and whatever you hold in your imagination, just trust that it's real. That's all faith is, is I accept that what I'm holding is real. And one day I'm going to see it staring back at me in the face. And that's the secret of the kingdom of God. Well, God bless you guys. We'll probably do a Wednesday. Um, if you want, cause I know people are like kind of bonkers yet. So Wednesday nights, 6.30, no, tomorrow night, Sunday. I get off of my days now because I've been doing this. So I'll see a lot of you guys tomorrow night. Freedomministries.live if you want. And we can go over this or anything. So God bless you guys. Hope that helps.